0: Welcome to the Mindset Reset Podcast. My name is John Marty, and on the show, we dive into the mindsets of the world's foremost thought leaders and turn them into actionable insights so that you can discover greater happiness, success, and fulfillment. Today's topic, choose how to run your own agenda with J.M. Ryerson. JM is an entrepreneur and mindset coach who's been building companies and leading sales teams for the past 20 years. He's the author of Let's Go Win, The Keys to Living Your Best Life, and co-founder of the organization Let's Go Win, whose mission is to help teams achieve peak performance by providing tools to unlock vulnerability and transcend self-limiting beliefs. In this episode, we dove into vulnerability at work, maintaining a sense of perspective, and focusing on the present moment. Enjoy. Jam Ryerson, thanks so much for coming on the show, man. Brother,
1: it's truly my pleasure, thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to dive deep, just finished reading your book, Let's Go in The Keys to Living Your Best Life, and there's a lot of awesome nuggets in there that I think the audience can learn from. In the beginning of your book, you do talk about vulnerability and vulnerability at work and this concept that we equate vulnerability to weakness in our society. And the formal definition of vulnerability is able to be easily hurt, while the definition of weakness is the state or condition of lacking strength. You said in your book that you fully embrace it, and I have felt that it is... A scary situation to be vulnerable at work in a big corporate environment. And I don't believe in the idea of not being vulnerable at work. I fully embrace that idea. I'm with you. Like I love the idea of just being like, if a leader were to ask you about a topic in corporate, you're like, you got to be on it or else they're going to judge you. And I love the idea of just being like, you know what? I actually don't know right now. Happy to get an answer for you, but that's not enough. And so you get judged pretty heavily and it's not like company specific. It's leader to leader. Everybody's different, right? There's different team cultures, different dynamics, but I think there is a fear in the broader corporate sense where vulnerability
1: is very bad. Yeah, it's a scary place for people. And I understand that. Here's what I would say that we spend more time at work than we actually do Get to spend quality time with our family. If that's the case, and if you can buy into that, I think it's like 30 some odd percent that we officially spend in American society time at work. If you're spending that much time, do you really not want to be yourself 30 some odd percent of the time? That sounds awful. And so what I would say to that is I understand the fear. However, you're not really going to get that much fulfillment out of your career. And I'm not telling people to leave because that culture doesn't embrace, you know, being vulnerable, but I may be something to look into and think, all right, maybe this isn't the end all be all. If this culture doesn't match me because so often and the clients I coach, I'll see it all the time. They're miserable going to work. Well, here's the problem with that. You're bringing some of that misery home as well. And so now it just starts to infiltrate all of your life. It's not worth it. And so to truly be yourself, to truly be authentic, to put yourself out there, there's two things that typically happen. Your work will embrace that. Your fear is actually false evidence appearing real. It's not real. You've created something in your mind. Now, you may have been conditioned, hey, I stated my opinion and I was punished for that. If that is the case, it's probably not the right place for you anyway. Or maybe that one opinion was off. But so frequently we try again to be in this box and it's like, no, you don't have to do that. If your intent is positive, you're trying to help this corporation or you mentioned like a big corporation, then your intent should be received extremely well and you should feel comfortable to express those opinions. So I know it's scary, but just try it. I think people can get so much out of it if they just put themselves out there.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with the belief. And it's super important for you to say, can I actually be my authentic self at work? And we have a lot of surveys at work, these daily questions that pop up every day. And like, are you able to be your authentic self? And how are you feeling? How's your leadership team? Things like that, right? Just kind of a daily pulse. And for the first couple of years at work, I didn't really feel like I could be my authentic self. That's a great indicator that I probably need to make a switch. And I think some people kind of feel shackled to their job; they can't make a switch. Maybe it's geography, maybe it's something else. Because you know, it is a real pain to get a different job. It's a pain. Like getting into the job market is like, whew, man, I got to interview. Like it's a cold start problem. It's like the hurdle you have to jump through to make a switch, but. If you can't be authentic, I think you have to
1: find a way out. Yeah, totally agree, brother. I mean, it is a pain, but what is the trade-off? What are we sacrificing by not finding the true culture where you can be yourself? Because it's just not worth it, man. It's just not. Yeah. How important do you think perspective is
0: in work, in life, just to have a sense of it?
1: Well, perspective, unfortunately, we only get to see perspective when really negative things happen so often, right? We're like, oh my God, life's not that bad when perspective happens. So this is how important it is. I put on the seven daily reminders to myself and one of those is keep perspective. In the bullet points is Dick Fong. And Dick is my brother-in-law who passed away at you know mid-40s. He has three beautiful girls, my nieces. And that gives me perspective that, no matter what the small little thing that comes up that is bugging me that day, right? We call them first world problems all the time and we joke about it with each other. Oh, first world problems here. But the truth is they really are. When it comes down to it, we all have these challenges, but if you keep perspective, Dick wishes he could be right down here on earth with his girls and he can't. And that's awful. But if his death can lead to me having great perspective and Giving them the you know hugs that I can or having quality time with my kids, that is perspective in itself. If I can remember always to keep that perspective, it makes these fickle arguments that we have and these silly like things that just aren't that big a deal. Ultimately, my kids are healthy, my wife is healthy. We're pretty blessed. You know what I mean? But so often we forget that until a major thing happens. Like 9-11 was a time this nation actually came together. That was amazing, right? Because it was an awful event, but it gave us perspective. We've almost forgotten about that. Now it's 2020, 2021, you see where we're at. Our country is like separated so much, and you hate to say it, but gosh, we need some perspective as a country.
0: Yeah, your mindset has been shaped quite a bit from the death of your brother, right? That provides an immense sense of perspective. Oftentimes, tragedy is the thing that gives you that kick in the ass to say, whoa, none of this other stuff matters. But how did you feel when you were in your 20s? That's
1: an interesting question. I didn't have perspective. Let's just go ahead and put it that way. You know, my mindset wasn't the way it is today because I didn't really appreciate everything that I had. I wasn't really present and in the moment. Now, when I reminisce back, I'm like, oh my gosh, literally some of the amazing travels I was blessed enough to do and how fortunate I was, but I don't know that I appreciated it as much as I should have. I don't think I really soaked up each moment in my 20s the way I do now. It's not a fear of the future. It's just I want every single moment, just like you and I right now. Everything else was to the side. I want to give 100% to John and his audience. I'm going to lay it all out there. And then when I'm done and then I go pick up my son, I'm going to be 100% with him. That's how I try and live my life now. I can't say that was the case back when I was in my 20s. Yeah, I, I wasn't
0: the way I am now back then at all. All I wanted was a Ferrari, you know? As you look back at some of the things you wanted in the past, you almost cringe. I don't even know if I would like meeting me from the 20s, right? Because my mindset was so different. You know, I wish that school would teach things like mindfulness. I wish school would teach you these life lessons and skills early on and recognize how your brain plays tricks on you to want certain things, where those things are rooted I was fascinated to see that the library in my son's school through kindergarten and first grade actually had a bunch of books on mindfulness and being happy and really like deep, like woke moments. Like I would read some of these kids' books my wife would bring home and I'm like, well, these are some seriously woke moments here. This is crazy. I forgot which book it was, but this. Famous author was at a house of a billionaire, and they're having this conversation back and forth. And he says, You know, I'll have something that this guy will never have. And the other guy looks at him and says, What's that? And he goes, The realization that I have enough.
1: Actually, there's an amazing Oprah Winfrey quote basically saying, Until you have enough now, you will never. So if you're always searching and she's like, Look, you have enough now. And her background's incredible because The fact that she's been as successful as she is, she was abused as a child. She could have played the victim role, not been a pillar and, you know, not done some amazing things. She chose not to. She said, you know what? I am not going to be a product of the environment I grew up in. Just because these awful things happened to me, I'm not going to just lay down and not provide and give so much back to this world. And I just think it's remarkable when people, choose to not be the victim, take full responsibility for their life. I'm not saying for the actions, for their life and say, you know what? Screw that. Whatever happened in my past, that does not define who I am. I agree with you. However, there is a counter argument in society
0: that you have to recognize those struggles. Right, like people have to recognize the struggles in you, where you came from, the hardships that you went through. And I think that maybe one quote that really stuck with me to kind of shift the mindset on those who are like, you know, my past is the thing that's holding me back, is from Mark Manson. And he said that taking responsibility is often misunderstood. This is in the book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving Up. Beep. He says that many people hesitate to take responsibility for their problems because responsibility is associated with fault. He says that we have to look at responsibility in the present tense and fault in the past tense. So we have to take responsibility moving forward despite what actually happened to us. And that really stuck with me. I was like, Oh yes, that's right. Because no matter what happened to you, there's bad crap that happens to everybody. You got to look forward and say, what can I do now to affect change?
1: Yeah, because otherwise you're stuck, whether it was an abuse or it was a bad relationship or whatever, you're stuck if you continue to replay and play that victim card back then. And I've been around people with some of the worst things that have happened to them, and they have a choice to make. They can live back in that, or they can choose to take responsibility for their life. I'm not suggesting that's easy, but there is one saying I always use, which is past is pain, future is anxiety, present is everything. And I'm not saying that everything in your past is painful. That is not what I'm saying. I love so many of my memories. But if you're constantly reminiscing about how great it was back then, what are you saying about what your today is? Or if you're always worried about, oh my gosh, I gotta do this for what's coming up in the future. Again, the present is everything. If you give 100% to this moment right now and it starts to build on itself and then it's amazing what you can create. So it's just an interesting kind of mind screw that we have to do with ourselves to say, look, I know bad things happen then, but that doesn't have any real effect on what I'm doing today. Unless you let it unless you let it. Yeah, it's a choice, right? We all have choices to make. That's what's so interesting about life is just a series of choices all the time. And if you think about it, that's why we run so much on habits. Because if you had to think of, okay, am I going to brush my teeth today? Well, I hope you do, right? Should I put on a shirt today? Probably should, right? But it's choice, 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 choice. And so what you try to do is set up the proper routine so that those choices are supporting whatever you're trying to do. So when the big decisions come your way, you're well-equipped to make the proper choice that's going to support whatever you're trying to accomplish.
0: Yeah. The lack of time that people spend on discovering their own feelings and thoughts and direction that they want to take their lives i mean i think it's a real tragedy that nobody is spending any time on the side they're not valuing how important it is to do these things like journaling and meditation so that they can have more clarity in the direction they want to take their lives and there's a lot of people that act like rudderless ships
1: no you're right brother and with so much out there media wise we have these cell phones tied to our hands so often it doesn't allow you to figure out who's running your agenda. Is it CNN or Fox? I really don't care which side you'd land on, but which one is literally driving your agenda. And so being really, again, mindful or intentional about what you're feeding your brain, that is going to allow you to run your own agenda instead of just haphazardly looking at everything coming across that cell phone and saying, well, this is how I should think. no. Have some introspection. Really think about why is this important to me? Why do I think this way? How does that affect my life? Good, bad, or indifferent.
0: You have to do it from that place of authenticity, right? Simon Sinek, start with why. Why do
1: you do what you do? Yeah, it's interesting you bring up Sinek because he's incredible, but he even talked about getting caught up in this, right? Looking at the book sales, looking at how many followers he had. And he said, until he finally let that go people weren't really resonating with him. It was Adam Grant that he was like trying to compete with because Adam's brilliant. But he literally said once he let that go, everybody just... And that's not what he was necessarily looking for, but he is trying to get that message out. I really resonate with Simon
0: Sinek as well. I recommend that people always start with their why. And I almost think that when Simon talks about start with why people have difficulty finding their why because of the subconscious societal programming that we have. How do people find their why if the primary way that we're supposed to be validated by society is by the car we drive, how big our house is, and how many followers we have? Damn,
1: what do you do? (laughs) It sounds awful, honestly. It's just awful. I don't have any interest in that. The only reason I would want more followers is to get the message across in something I believe. That's it. Other than that, who cares? And what you said is a perfect way. It literally just sounds awful.
0: It does. (laughs) I mean, it's the biggest struggle that I think most of us have. But once again, it comes down to mindfulness. It comes down to recognizing the thoughts that you're having and processing in your own brain. And it just comes down to simply asking questions about the thoughts that you're having, right? Your daily practice of meditation.
1: I do. I have to meditate every single day. It's the only way I know how to really function at this point. The other thing I would say is journaling. This is the most free piece of therapy, guys. Look, take out a pen and a piece of paper and write because that paper will not judge you. It allows you to put this stuff out here. Here's the other thing that happens. If you just do this daily on what you're thinking about, you'll see patterns. I have a playbook that's about to come out in about a month on this. And here's the only reason I did it. I want people, especially my clients that I'm working with, I want them to recognize their patterns because we have these triggers, some good, some bad, but you want to recognize what those are. So somebody you know, cuts you off on the freeway and your initial reaction is to get angry okay, that's a trigger, right? Let's figure out a way to respond, not react. And maybe I'm so tied up and they cut me off. Therefore, they're the worst person in the world and they were trying to hit me. Or maybe they're going to the hospital because somebody's hurt. So maybe we can shift that and triggered something differently or play music instead to say, you know what? That music is a positive for me. And it puts me back in that mindset. So there's a couple of things people can do to really make sure on a daily practice, meditation, journaling, it does so much just to recognize, you know, you started talking about beliefs. Why do you think this way? Where did that come from? What is that doing for you? So anyway, journaling is another thing that I think if anybody would just start, you will see great things from it.
0: Yeah. Super small thing that people can start doing in their lives. And it's not a time commitment thing. It's, you know, five minutes here, 10 minutes there. That's it. You don't have to time box it. You don't have to put pressure on yourself. Just kind of pour some thoughts out. So this has been awesome, man. I relish in these conversations. This is what brings me a lot of joy, speaking about these topics and helping other people with these struggles in life that we don't tend to learn in school. Where can people find out more about you and what's upcoming
1: for you? Yeah, thanks, brother. And thank you for having me on the show. I really did have a good time chatting with you. I could go on and on on this. They can find us at Let's Go Win 365 on any of the social media platforms so instagram facebook and linkedin let's go win.com actually have a free work-life balance worksheet on there i take it once a month just to check in on these 10 areas of life to make sure i'm not out of whack so they can definitely go there it's free to them i love that exercise i do it at least monthly and let's go win the book if you want to check that out on amazon I think it's a good book. I think people get some value out of it. But the idea was really for my two boys is why I wrote that book. And it seems to have taken uh, form that other people have got value out of it as well. So anyway, thank you so much for having me. I really do appreciate it.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. It's a pleasure speaking with you. Everybody check out Let's Go Win. I downloaded it on Amazon, Kindle. That's where I love putting all my books because I take notes, copious amounts of notes so I can reflect back on each book that I read. Thanks, man.
1: Truly my pleasure. Thank you.
0: There are three main takeaways for me in this episode. The first is feeling like you can't be your authentic self might be a call for change. The second is to let go of the past, stop fixating on the future and stay in the present moment. And the third is is to be intentional about running your own agenda. One of the things that's helped JM and myself is journaling. It only takes a few minutes a day and it's an incredibly powerful tool to help clarify your thinking and the direction you want to take your life. Okay, my friends, that's the end of this episode. If you liked it, definitely subscribe. There's so many more episodes coming your way. This is a real passion project for me. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you find value in it. We'll catch you on the next one.